Welcome, welcome all to the Pro Football Radio Podcast, episode number eight. This is your co-host here, Jay Kima, with the pride and joy of Merrimack, New Hampshire, one Dakuma. Um, dude, that's that's two weeks in a row now that we've uh, we got the the hometown right. Who, honestly, who would have thought we would have been up to eight episodes by now? I thought this thing was gonna crash and burn at four. That's like a short. That's like <laughs> a short milestone. Like there was a couple of times during the Super Bowl, I thought one of us was gonna hit somebody with a chair. Like, oh yeah, that was some rough times. It was a good time. That was some fun times. You know what's been, bu- what's been kind of bugging me lately is the fact that it was cool nickname like the Dakuma, and I'm sitting here with just J Kima. I but the name flows. Yeah, it's I, I like so. it sounds like cologne, like body by J Chima. Like I can see that. You know, I like you know, Dio by or Gio by Armani. I don't know. If you guys couldn't tell, we're off to uh, and by we I mean me, uh, the resident alcoholic of the group, drinking uh, the pride and joy of Austin, Texas, Tito's handmade vodka. So it's gonna be a good episode. I'm drinking some Sprite like a kid. <laughs> yeah, the twelve year old of the group. <laughs> Cheers to your Shirley Temple over there. Yes, how you doing, man? You good? Doing good, man. Doing good. You know, uh, getting ready for winter to be over. Oh, dude, you're right. So around this time of the year, I think March for me is the cutoff point. I think anything before March I get, it is winter, so it is what it is. But after March, man, like March 1st, I get annoyed. I want it to be nice and, you know, amazing out. But obviously, Mm -hmm. we're not at that point just yet. Preach, look at my driveway. Fucking yeah, I, I walked shit. in. I got snow. It's like off roading. <laughs> like I'm, I'm on the like fucking moon landing. The <laughs> yeah, I'm on the moon landing. It's great. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it is what it is. But hopefully soon enough, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what do you want to talk about, man? I mean, at nauseum, Brown was almost a bill. I went to bed. I literally, like people that follow me on Twitter, Brando underscore Puma. Look at that shameless plug. Uh, br- on Twitter, I went to sleep Thursday night, Wednesday night. Everything was fine. Brown was still a, a Steeler. Yeah. And I wake up to like 19 notifications <laughs> the following morning. Like, from, what for me? From, <laughs> from like, you. And then, where you at? <laughs> and then from, uh, from Schefter and Ian Rappaport being like, a, deal, a deal's in the making. It sounds like he's going to be a Buffalo Bill. More details to come. And then I'm going down the feed, and it's, it's, it's nowhere. It looked like Brown put the kibosh on it. Brown still had a better career than Nathan Peterman as they built. You know what? <laughs> At the end of the day, listen, we're talking we're talking about someone's right? job here. Right? I, I, I get it. I don't He was still a better Buffalo Bill than Nathan Peterman. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Yo, I don't I don't know. I mean, part of me thinks that I actually applaud Buffalo for, for even making the move like they mm-hmm. they had the draft pick they they had what pittsburgh wanted yeah. it's just it, it came down to the money because uh word on the street is ab again wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the nfl uh the bills i think were a little restricted by the salary cap so and you know according to ab he who wants to play in buffalo but then ab is not speaking for all of us like i actually like what buffalo is doing up there with the quarterback that they have and uh, that that other rookie they had last year at linebacker, I think it was Tr- what's that guy's name? Tremaine. I don't know. Tremaine watched, something. Hang two, on, I'm gonna pull up. I've the, watched two Buffalo Bills games last year, and they were both losses to Patriots. Hang on, so. we're, we're gonna fact check real quick. But long story short, that's cool. And when you do that, um, I, I think it was a great, um, I guess uh, they had the heart in the right place. Yeah, they want to go ahead and give Josh Allen some sort of help, and I think Antonio Brown would have been absolutely amazing. What's interesting here is 
it's funny how how Antonio Brown has circumvented the NFL and is dictating where he goes. Right. Because you don't have this in the NFL. The NFL, it's a um, it's a team slash um, I guess NFL brand over the players itself. But for some somehow Antonio Brown is dictating where he's going, and that's interesting to me because the NBA is all about that, but the NFL is not about that. These owners will not give up power to a player dictate dictate where he goes. So it's interesting that he he somehow got to that point. But I applaud him, man. I truly do because um, let's face it, these uh, I, I truly believe the NFL players are the most under underpaid out of both the NBA and MLB players, um, and they do deserve some sort of uh, I guess. Uh, Staying where they go, but it's interesting that he's actually living right. Out. And I'm with you, but like at the end of the day, he's in theory he's still under contract. And it was Tremaine. It was but Tremaine it's a crap contract. One year guarantee, three years of crap. You know how the Steelers no, contracts but, are. But you know, a, a contract's a contract. Mm. But it, it, uh, for fact checking purposes, again, it was to Tremaine. To my point, though, then the teams don't live to the contract. Right, right. Cut, Hang know. up. But it was one. It was Tremaine Edmonds that was also drafted as the cornerstone of that defense, and that's a sneaky good defense. In and, of, in and of itself in, in Buffalo. But my point being as well, too, is now if you do the timeline, A.B. did not do himself any fucking favors with that Sports Center interview saying, you know, I don't need football and all this other nonsense. Mm-hmm. And then the only deal that you had up until recording right now on Saturday was the Buffalo Bills. Everything else has been quiet. The only other team out there that could possibly one have the draft uh, collateral or, or whatever, and the air quote salary cap space is Oakland. Mm-hmm. Like they have a shit ton of first round draft picks. They're, I think, uh, fifth or sixth in available cap space. If AB wants to be the highest paid wide receiver like, again in the league, it's either Oakland or bust. If if Oakland doesn't pull a deal off, he I don't think he's leaving Pittsburgh. Yeah, I think you're right there, man. I think John Gruden, if he was smart, he would give up one of those first round picks that he has and get some AB on the team. And if I was the, I don't know what his plans are at quarterback, but even AB and Derek Carr are not bad at all. That's that'd not be, bad. That'd be a great first year and kind of build off that. Um, if he gets Kyler Murray somehow, which uh, the rumors are out there day in and day out about how Kyler Murray's going to be. The worst kept secret in football. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was thinking about that the other day. Maybe it's just Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals just um, blowing smoke up everybody's That's ass. what I'm thinking, too. No? We can get to that I in, think a, in a minute. This is like way too much like right. information about a prospect. But no, I think uh, if somehow he ends up with the Raiders, that'd be a great move. Um, they're going to Las Vegas, obviously, in a year. I think that'd be a great home run for everybody involved. And not only does it sell you know, tickets to that new stadium in Vegas, he gets more money because there's no income tax in Nevada. Yeah, that's you know what's funny? I, I was thinking about that because like I believe Florida, right? Yep, that's Texas, why I was surprised uh, Texas, Jarvis Landry left. Right, so Florida, Texas, and Nevada, correct? Are there three states where there's no income I tax? I don't know about Texas. I, I know the great state of New Hampshire, yeah. live for your die, does not have an income tax. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I didn't realize that until I moved down here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, I, I don't understand how some of these I, – I wonder if that's an actual like – uh, deciding factor for some of these players if they when they sit down with their agents and their agents are like yo listen maybe you should go to a Florida based team because you'll get 20% more money well I know I mean I, I know I would I'd I know like, to, yo, to like, cross to cross sports real quick I know that kind of came up with Manny Machado when he signed that big contract with the, the San Diego Padres first of all who's Manny Machado he is a shortstop third baseman now for the San Diego I know Padres. nothing about well, baseball long so. story short he is air quote a Florida resident, so if he's able to maintain at least, uh, I think, 180 days in Florida, he mm-hmm. still counts as a Florida resident. That way, he doesn't really have to give the state of California 
a income tax. Yeah. And so. The state of California is the absolute worst with taxes. I mean, people are leaving California in droves. Yeah, not but to they get basically. Politics. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> they they call it the weather tax for a reason, you know. So yeah, but like I said, Oakland or Vegas or bust. Yeah, yeah. And they got to make a decision because they they have until March 17th before Pittsburgh has to pay him a. Uh, was it two and a half, two and a half, two point seven million dollar roster bonus? Yeah. So the one thing that I don't, um, I'm hearing, this, I'm hearing this a little bit more and more now. And I think you mentioned this as well. Uh, there's no way in hell he be, he's, he's a Steeler next year. There's no way in hell he's on that roster next year for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Because if you bring him back next year, man, that's another lost year. I mean, that's another year of him pouting. Another year of ESPN and uh, Fox Sports is leaving with that day in and day out. That that just that cancer in the locker room. I think at this point you gotta trade him. There's no way you can bring him back, but there is some steam there. If he, if, if I believe this is what I truly believe, if the Raiders can't pull off a deal, I think he'll probably end up still being a steal right, next year. Right, because we're like, there's no way we can agree on this that there is no way Pittsburgh town and lets him sign with any team. And we and th- but we can agree though that there's no way Pittsburgh's gonna let that happen oh, with no. the possibility of no. playing them. Definitely once a year, yeah. and then possibly a second time in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There, there's no way they would rather eat that locker room nonsense for mm-hmm. one more year of him on the mm-hmm. roster. You know what I would like though? I would like to see him and uh, and Baker Mayfield in in uh, Cleveland. That'd be kind of nice. Him, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry. But here's oh my, that'd, that'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch, man. So like the the bar the GM set was, we want a one and a two. We don't want to trade them in the division or to our division rivals. But here's the Bills, who they're definitely going to play mm-hmm. at least once a year. Having a, They had the draft collateral that they needed with the ninth overall pick. Who knows? If, if Cleveland is able to part ways with the draft pick and they have the cap space, yeah. if they are able to entertain the GM with an mm-hmm. offer, I mean, listen – yeah. Hey, you got to pull the trigger on that. Yeah. Who cares? Looking at that division, the AFC North, obviously Cleveland would be a great spot. But could you imagine him paired up with Antonio? I'm sorry, with uh, with AJ Green and AJ Dalton? That'd be insane. That would be insane. Yeah. Opposite sides of, and see him twice a year. That'd mm-hmm. be great. That'd be amazing storyline. Yep. The one thing that I don't think he would do go do good with it with will be um the Baltimore Ravens just because. Lamar Jackson can't throw a fucking you football. Can't. You know what I'm saying? Unless between now and then he's able to throw the football. Down the Lamar field. Jackson. Let me let me tell you something that happened this week. Um, I uh, I ended up uh, in a staff meeting at work, bored out of my mind, right? And I started Googling um, NFL uh, players for some reason. I don't know why. And I ended up on a website called Cameo. Have you heard of this website or no? Cameo, no. Yeah. So Cameo, the, pre- uh, the the whole premise behind, behind Cameo is you go online, you pay, I don't know, a certain amount of money, and some celebrity or athlete will – give you a personalized message that you want them to say, right? So if you go online and you say, hey, listen, um, I can't say happy anniversary to my wife somehow. Can you please say it for me for <laughs> this amount of money? <laughs> That's basically the gist of this whole website is they get athletes and stars and people in pop culture to just say stuff that you want them to say to your loved ones, right? And so I if I really wanted to, I could have... Let's see. You could have Lamar Jackson. I could have that's, that's Lamar Jackson you or Kenyon Lamar Drake. Jackson. You could have Lamar Jackson say, Tara Evans, I, I love you. Apparently, you can't say it yourself somehow, right? God, well, I hate, I hate 2019. No, dude, it was such a fucking radical idea. Because I'm like, why would you want to do this? For what reason? But it got funnier. And this is what the genesis of our game is this week. It's, it's game time, everybody, right? Oh, Christ. It's called Over Under. 
And I want you to guess what kind, what amount of money will it take for the first person, Lamar Jackson, to send uh, somebody a uh, a personalized message, right? Okay. So Lamar Jackson, his over under is three hundred dollars for a fifteen second message. Do you think it's over or under that? I'll take the under. You take the under. I'll take the under. It's actually over at three hundred and fifty dollars for a for him to say for a crap fifteen second. He message. can barely talk. <laughs> I listened to his interview on draft day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 300, 350 for trash? $350, you can get 15 seconds of whatever you want him to say. You can be like, I, Lamar Jackson, suck, and he'll say it, you know? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right, so next one. Darren Ravel. You remember this piece of crap? Who the hell's that? <laughs> He's a business insider on ESPN. Remember, he gives all the business insights? Darren Ravel. You know who that is? Well, he gives the business insider news, and his over-under is $100. You think it's over or under that? <laughs> It's ESPN, so I might take the over. You might be out of a job pretty soon. You got to get that cash. $39. Really? <laughs> what a piece of crap. So I'm 0-2 right now. Fuck. Puma, Puma, Puma. And it's not just sports, man. They, they actually delve into other topics and other uh, industries as well. If you tell me a Kardashian or Kanye is on there, I'm going to walk off the set. Why would you walk off the set? It'd be uh, fucking hilarious. Anyone that listened to episode uh, seven with my little rant about the Kardashians. Ooh, I know I know you love the Kardashians. And how it's OJ's so, fault. So we're gonna fucking get OJ. You know, speaking of which, it's not OJ's fault. It's Ray J's fault. Any, anywho. No, okay. No, no, it, it, look, let me correct you. It's not OJ that did this. Ray J did this. He put his penis inside Kim Kardashian. Here we go. And now we're, you know. It's still up. OJ's fault. Regardless, I, I digress. Flavor Faye is that... One hundred dollars is over or under. Do you think it's over or under that? Over. One hundred fifty dollars. You're correct. Yeah, one for, so one for four. So for one hundred fifty dollars, he will send you a personalized message. Jesus. Stormy Daniels is on this website. Over. Don't even tell me the total. I'm taking the what, over. What if the over was like a thousand dollars? Taking the over. She she boinked allegedly boinked Trump just dropped a book deal and was one step away from testifying in Congress. I am taking the over on that, good sir. Two hundred fifty dollars. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was I right or wrong? I didn't hear the total. I didn't hear. I didn't hear what the bar was. The bar was one hundred dollars. Oh, so I t- so I was right. I took You're the right. over. Two hundred fifty dollars. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. Dude, this whole premise is so sad. Why would you want somebody to, like, say something? Listen, was A.B. on this thing, too? We, we'll get there. Oh, Jesus we'll get Christ. There. We'll okay. get there. <laughs> I did some research. Thank God he has Drew Rosenhaus. I did absolutely nothing in a two-hour meeting uh, in regards to our budget numbers. <laughs> Instead of looking at what cameo stars were. <laughs> I'm, I'm like that 70s show right now with the lady mixing, like, two bottles of vodka in a fishbowl. <laughs> like, that. that is me right now with this game. Next like, up, Wesley Snipes is on this website. Okay. Right? He's All right. over under $300. All right. So uh, so those kids that don't know who Wesley Snipes is, he was in Blade, all those like Blade. Speaking of which, I've never seen that movie. Blade Vampire. The first one's great. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's awesome. It's like yeah. the only vampire movie I'll watch. Like, none of that glistening in the sun pussy bullshit. Like, Wesley Snipes. Is that Snipes, a New Moon? Fuck. Fuck Twilight. <laughs> don't get me started. I, you almost said Twilight. <laughs> Probably be better on browsers, anyways. So, all right, what was he? What was the bar? The bar for Wesley Sniper three hundred dollars. Right, he just got out of jail for tax evasion. I'll take the. I'll take the over. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next up, somebody you love. Somebody I know. When I saw this name, I had to put on this list. I know Mr. DePuma absolutely loves Caitlyn slash Bruce Jenner, who can sing. <laughs> 
<laughs> who can send you a personalized message, right? And the over under is at three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. I mean, okay. So last last we checked, you know, she still had the plumbing, so maybe she's got to pay for the sex assignment uh, surgery. Let me go off on a tangent before that. Before we get to that, I think society should give you a window to accept somebody's sexuality. Because I know, like when Caitlyn, when Bruce went to Caitlyn, oh my god, Jenner, we're going listen, down this listen, rabbit when hole. When Caitlyn went to Bruce Jenner, everybody got offended. You couldn't get on board with that. But I think they should give you at least two to three months to figure out that, like, hey, mentally you're okay with this. You know what I'm saying? I know it doesn't matter what I think, but for my whole life, I knew Bruce Jenner as this amazing Olympic athlete. And the you, next wait on a sec. You knew Bruce Jenner was an amazing Olympic athlete, but you didn't know who Wesley Snipes was. Yes, the Wheaties box. You? Okay. So, okay. no, no, but, you understand, but you understand what I'm saying, though? Like, the, uh, people, like, at the end of the day, um, they're always like, well, you got to accept him for who he is or who she is. But, like, I just like three days ago. I thought she was Bruce Jenner. Like you gotta give us some sort of window. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying here? Like yes or no? Or am I just kind of so like the five stages of grieving, but with whether or not someone's a male or female? Is that what we're getting at? I guess so. Yeah, man. Jesus, we are going up. How long? Uh, Regardless, 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 regardless. All right, I'm gonna take the over. You gotta, you gotta pay for some surgery. One thousand dollars for a crap fifteen second message for Caitlyn Jenner. So wait a minute. You're telling me I could have. I could pay $1,000 for Caitlyn Jenner to be like, Tara, this is Caitlyn. I just wanted to say that um, uh, Brandon DePuma loves you. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> and if you don't get that a message to her for her birthday. You know. Now, listen, listen. <laughs> that impersonation was not meant for anyone to at me being a bigot, but it is what it is. Brandon, that is you what Caitlyn sounds like. You bigot, Brandon. I know. Fuck me. You know what's funny about that? She's the highest um, person on that website. Thousand bucks? Thousand dollars. Next up, <laughs> our good friend Antonio Brown is on this website. Oh, good. Antonio Brown will say what you want him to say for a certain amount. The over-under is at $300. Listen, he might not be playing football, okay? And he's trying to get a new contract. I'm taking the over. Ooh, smart move, smart move. $500. $500. So $500 for me to pay Antonio Brown to possibly be in a weight room to say, yo, the Puma, just want to say it's your boy AB, happy birthday. Like, like, yeah, you can pay him that, but it's not going to be good quality because I was reading some of the comments on the reviews of Antonio Brown, and this is one of the comments. Some unsatisfied customer said, he said the business name wrong and looked clearly scripted. If he could redo it, that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> now, I'm trying to figure out what, what makes me more, like, upset. Like, the fact that he can't even do something for 15 seconds right? Or the fact that people paid, like, upwards of $500 for him to say shit? Of course he's going to be scripted. He doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to be. Like, are you for real? Like, come on. You're not paying, like, a public speaker to say shit. Like, he doesn't even have any lines when he's doing, like, Fortnite dances with Juju Smith-Schuster on a Pizza Hut commercial, for Listen, Christ's sake. I have a strict policy of not talking about Fortnite on this show. Thank you. I'm I appreciate that. Big fan. So, I appreciate so that. So, from here on out, let's never talk about Fortnite. Sounds good. But, yeah, man, Antonio Brown, and apparently he's doing a crap job at it as well. I guess that's why he doesn't, so wait, have, a, he's like, that's why he doesn't have a contract yet. He's halfway to Caitlyn Jenner that we established that just said. Yeah, I don't understand how Caitlyn Jenner is, like, the top... Uh, like I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to be an ass like 
I didn't realize Caitlyn was still relevant after that Espy thing. Dude, I guess there's a lot of money in the sex chain industry. I don't, uh, Business is booming. I'm not going. To, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> you should go down sir. that road. I am not going down. <laughs> I am not having my Twitter blow up with like uh, fucking uh, block the puma <laughs> on Twitter. Block the puma. Because are you kidding me? People are afraid of their own fucking shadow on Twitter. I'm probably going to get shit for being like, oh my god, he did an impersonation of Caitlyn. How dare he? <laughs> Let's move on to the next person on this list. Fuck. The worst thing is, man, um, there are people that are on these websites that I would never have thought would be on this website, right? So, the next one is Katie Couric, esteemed journalist. She still has a job? Whoa. Does she still have a job? Yeah, dude. She's on like one of the Today shows. It's like one of the main Today shows. Is she? I don't know. Yeah. I thought she got fired. No, no. So her over under that three hundred dollars is it over or under? Under. She's like barely relevant. Two hundred dollars. You're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, right now, for those of you keeping score, I've only I'm missed like the score. first two or three. Right. <laughs> I'm not keeping score. There's someone out there. Someone out there that's keeping score. I think I only missed like the first two or three. We'll check that. Matt Leinart, former USC quarterback. The guy on ESPN now. The guy on Fox Sports now. Oh, Fox. My bad. Yeah, yeah. his over under that five hundred dollars. He's on Fox. I'll take the under. You're right. $100. $100. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's got that good contract from Fox. Yo, Fox <laughs> Fox is back in the Brinks truck up, man. But that's $100 for Matt Leinart? Like, what Who's going to know who Matt Leinart is? What a unless piece you of watch, crap. $100. What a you, piece of crap. Unless you watch that 30 for 30 Trojan War, like no one's really going to know who Leinart is. I just is. threw this in because this is the lowest amount dollar on the list. A guy by the name of Ishmael Jamora. I'm sorry, Zamora. He's a Raiders wide receiver that drafted a couple of years ago. He's still in the league. His over under is $100. And obviously, since I said it's lower, but I want you to guess what his price actually is. That's a guess? Yeah. Okay, so we all right. So we know it's under. It's under $100. 30 bucks. Lower. Lower. 15 Lower. 5 $5 is what he's accepting for a 15-second message. First of all, you know who, what? Wants, who wants a happy birthday from Ishmael Zamora? But you know what? Hang on a sec, though. Hang on a sec. We all know one person, whether it's like at work or in our personal lives, where someone is so cheap they should be the spokesperson for cheapo air. Like, I got a guy for $5 to say happy birthday. Who? Who? No, we're not going down that who road. Who wants a message from Ishmael <laughs> Zamora? Someone that's cheap. Dude, if you $5? I could get a Starbucks coffee. If you, if you didn't step on my bit. Listen, go ahead. You, no, the, the no. The, the, bit, the bit's over. The bit's over. I'm probably going to be out of a job now. Thanks. It's okay. You can work at Clay Lacey. Thanks. <laughs> Listen, um, the funny thing is, though... <laughs> Yo, it's your boy Ishmael. <laughs> Tune in to Pro Football Radio Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I had a grand old time with this list, man. I just spent two hours looking through the website. Yeah, they really have people like um, uh, Brett Favre, Brian Erlacher, James Ward, the Patriots. There's a lot of people on this website, and it just goes to show you some people will do whatever it takes for money. Right. I mean, Jesus, you got, you got bills to pay, man. You got ages to pay for. You got, you might, if you're Antonio Brown, you might be out of a job. Now, to get this back on the fucking football rails here, we going to Washington or we going to Arizona? Where are we going first? Let's go to Arizona. Okay, so for those of you that haven't 
tune into television or, or you know, watch anything on the combine or for some reason this is your first time listening to this episode, word on the street is Arizona is probably going to be shipping Josh Rosen and they're probably going to draft Kyler Murray. Makes no sense. And they're probably going to draft Kyler Murray first overall. Now, if – I mean, this is kind of like a mix of two things. Uh, are you buying or selling Josh Rosen – being shipped out of Arizona. And if you are buying him being traded, where do you think he's going to go? 7-Eleven, the gas station, because he is fucking trash. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Say your bit, and I'll have mine. Listen, first of all, this whole thing with the Cardinals, the more I think about it, the more I think it's just smoke. I think it's just smoke. There's no way that you give up so much last year to go up and get Josh Rosen and a year in, you're already ready to move on from him. And if that's the case, then you're a fucking stupid organization. What did they, tra- they, trade, they traded up the first round pick, and they traded like a second round pick too, right? They, yeah, so they gave up a, sepen- uh, a decent amount of, um, I guess, assets for Josh Rosen. But then a year later, they're ready to move on for him? I, I, I don't know. And maybe it is. Maybe it's true. Maybe draft day comes around and Kyler Murray is a Cardinal. But if that's the case, then you're fucking stupid. You deserve to lose. You know what I'm saying? You you bring in a head coach that barely won in college, right? You're gonna move on from a from a draft pick you spent so much on to get a crappier quarterback prospect, in my personal opinion. At this at this point, I'd rather have Josh Rosen than Kyler Murray, truthfully. Right. Right? And you're gonna move on from him and go ahead and get Kyler Murray in the center. So I don't understand that one bit. And if he was to move, like, I don't know, man. Like, I guess. I guess the Patriots, everybody always, people, people are saying that Bill Belichick might call up and try to get Josh Rosen, whatever, who cares. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I just don't see a logic behind it. And I think it, the more I think about it logically, I think it's just smoke screens from the Cardinals. They can't be that dumb. That's what I'm thinking, They cannot too. be that dumb to move on that quickly from. That's, that's what I'm thinking, too. And I'm, I'm with you with they paid so much to get Josh. They traded up from, like, 15 to 12. And they gave up, you know, the second-round pick. They gave up that first round. And maybe one other pick. Did Josh Rosen look bad? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Was some of it his fault? Yes. Yes, it was. But dude, he had a different. He had a first-year head coach. His offensive coordinator didn't make it past five or six games. They brought. They had Byron Leftwich in as his offensive coordinator. They didn't get DJ the ball to take any heat off of him. His offensive line was a joke. And let's face facts. I love Larry Legend. It is not Larry Legend of 10 years ago. So he, I mean, he really didn't even have that fair of a shake. So in order, like, no, I, guess, I I don't buy that, though. I do not buy that, though. I think. What offensive listen, weapons did he have? Listen, listen, it's not the fact that he didn't win. That's totally fine. It's the fact that he looked incompetent when he you know played. What? You know who else looked incompetent their first year? Hmm. Jared Goff. And how did Jared Goff look in the Super Bowl? Incompetent. But how did he look years two and three? How did he, no no guess, seriously? How did he look years two and three? Take the Super Bowl out. How did he look years two and three? All right, I guess. All I mean, right. I mean, when you have a good team around you, it's easy to look good. When you have Todd Gurley and a great defense behind you, then you look good. I get that. You're looking at me like I'm like I'm stupid. Man. His first year, 
was trash with Fisher. Second year, trash. he didn't have Sue. He didn't have Brandon Cooks. So why does why does Sue come into play here when he's a great quarterback? Because right? we're talking about defense. Really, yeah, all they had on defense was Aaron is, Donald. All I'm saying is with this team that's constructed with the Rams, if you stick Josh Rosen in there, it'll be the same exact results. I think he's the same guy. He's just a middle of the pack kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Like know. Jared Goff is not at that at that upper echelon of quarterbacks level. Okay. He's oh what? He's Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I didn't say he was Aaron Rodgers and well, Drew Brees and upper, That's what the upper echelon of quarterbacks is. So where's Ben Roethlisberger then? Underneath that second tier. Uh, the way I see it is, you have Brady, Brees, Rodgers. Tier one. Tier two, you have um, Andrew Luck, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Those kind of tier two players, and I think he's probably tier three, man. No, no. Long story short. Arizona. You would you would take Jared Goff over those six quarterbacks that I just named off? Let's see. Drew Brees can't throw the football down the field right now. Tom Brady is only hitting people on slant passes. Oh, the fucking. Am I wrong? Dig. Am I wrong? All I see is six-time Super Bowl champions. Okay, six-time Super Bowl champions. How many passes were to Julian Edelman in a slant? Keep going. Keep going. How many passes were to would Julian you, Edelman would you in a slant? Have, would you have Jared Goff over Aaron Rodgers? No. Would you have him over Ben Roethlisberger? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Would you have him over Russell Wilson? Hmm. That's a tie. That's a pick 'em. Oh my. That's a pick. That's, God. That's a, tie. a two-time a Super Bowl champion and a two-time Super Bowl appearance over fucking Jared Goff. Okay, Jared Goff has one Super Bowl appearance. What are we talking about? Yeah, here? but Jared Goff, like, he can't even like make decisions by himself. Like, what are you talking Sean about? Mc- Listen, are Trump- you for real? Yes, I am for real. Oh my god! So that story, okay. I'll bring that story up again. We talk about it in the past. Okay, everyone, hang on. Before we start talking the story of oh my god, Sean McVay is feeding the plays in at 15 seconds until the cutoff. Everybody, newsflash. Everybody in the fucking NFL is doing that. Yeah, but then again, everybody after 15 seconds makes those decisions yeah, to change the play. And then after 15 seconds, Jared Goff can. Go with what Sean McVay's talking about, or check out and do a, a Halle Berry audible that we've all heard on Miked Up at nauseum for a couple of weeks. So what are we talking about here? I'm just saying that Jared Goff is trash. You know what I'm, I'm saying? saying he looked you're he, trash. He looked completely uh, irrelevant in that Super Bowl. And he made he made no throws. At, I mean, he missed some wide open people. Regardless, I don't know why we're getting on this track here, but. Let's bring it back to the Anywho, long story short, two quick points. One, Sean McVay came out on Monday saying that he didn't adjust properly and didn't get Gurley involved and all this other nonsense. And two, what I was saying in pre-production earlier this week was that I think they're going to take Nick Bosa, they being the Cardinals, taking Nick Bosa as the safety pick because there was too much at stake with taking Kyler Murray. He didn't work out at the Combine. He only did his measurements. He's going to do his measurements again at Pro Day for some reason. And then he's going to hopefully not shit the money bed when it comes to throwing passes and all this other shit at the Pro Day. There is a lot at stake at the Oklahoma Pro Day. If he shits the money bed, his stock could fall really quickly and Nick Bosa is going to be their safety pick. I think if you pair Nick Bosa and Chandler Jones up in that defensive line, that it would be amazing. Yep. That'd be nice to see Bosa getting off the quarterback. So regardless, um, I think the Cardinals should stick with Josh Rosen for another year or so, if Troy is tell. Mm-hmm. Um I think if Cliff Kingsbury wants to make a splash, he will go with Kyler Murray. But I think he should he should really, I don't know, use his head and not not go with uh with Kyle Taylor with uh with Murray and stick right. with Rosen, you know. Rosen didn't have a fair shake. That's my that's my thing. You think so? No, absolutely not. That offensive line was a sim. 
Me, you, and one of our former colleagues, or one of your former colleagues, Warren, could be a, a defensive lineman and go through the A, B, and C gap and sack Josh Rosen. Hmm. That was a sieve. Yeah. All joking aside, truthfully, um, I think it would be nice to see Josh Rosen get just a fair shake in the NFL. Try to surround him with some some sort of talent. Um, see if he can actually play quarterback. There are some serious character issues from everything I hear. Apparently, he's not the best teammate. He's very arrogant. Um, and that's that's big when you try to build a team. Mm. If it was a single sport like tennis, I get that you can be as cocky and brash as you want. When you build a team, it's important to be a good team player. You don't want to be a big Ben Roethlisberger, um, alienating your wide receivers, right? So. Yeah, but you, I mean. I know far stretch of a comparison, but I think the underlying issue of him being a good teammate is what I'm trying to uh, try to get to. Right. Thing, so. That growing pains. So we'll yeah. see if I'm not giving him a free pass. If that's true, and say he is on a roster next year, and he is starting, and he is the squeaky wheel mm-hmm. year two, I will completely buy that. So next up, the other big news of the week was uh, a middle of the pack quarterback by the name of Case Keenum got uh, shipped off from Denver. He got uh, Joe Flacco starting, which is another middle pack quarterback, apparently, uh, shipped off to the Redskins, um, who I assume the reason they made that trade was because Alex Smith is nowhere ready to go ahead and start next year, who Alex Smith is also a middle pack quarterback. So it's just a lot of middle of the pack quarterbacks being traded around for no fucking reason. (laughs) But you know what? In Washington's circumstance... They needed to make that trade. Why is that? Because they part ways with a sixth, a sixth or seventh round draft pick next year. They split Case Keenum's seven and a half million dollar salary. So Denver's picking up three and a half, and Washington's picking up the other three and a half. And for an organization that has no problem spending cash in the Washington Redskins, they we we can all admit that Washington likes to spend money hand over fist at times. This deal makes sense. Like, they get a quarterback on the relative cheap. They don't have to give up a whole lot. They only have to part ways with $3.5 million And whatever's left of their salary cap after Alex Smith's contract, which I think is still guaranteed $19 million this year, they can fill it other needs like wide receiver, running back. I think that's a great move. I think it's a, it's a solid move by Washington. And to play the what-if game... Let's see what happens when they have an offensive line that's healthy. They have a running back, a rookie running back coming back for this season that missed last year with an ACL injury. And for Christ's sake, can we actually have an aerial attack? Because the only person that was there in air quotes was Jordan Reed. Because George, uh, Jameson Crowder was nowhere to be found. And, uh, you know, insert name here was that wide receiver. Yeah, um... Truthfully, I really – this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. The trade happened, but it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. They're not going to um, buy for that division. Um, obviously, I think that's between Philadelphia and the Cowboys to win that division. This is just a let's not be the middle – let's not be a really crappy team. Let's be in the middle of the road. This makes no sense to me. I, I think you would rather either be, either be really good in the NFL – 
will be really bad in the NFL because that way you can either vie for a Super Bowl or go and get some draft picks, uh, some high draft picks. Right. Being middle of the road makes no sense to me. So right. I don't understand why I don't understand why they made this trade because you can just stick Cole McCoy in there. Well, that's the thing. Who's the same as that quarterback? In my personal well, opinion, that's the thing. Is Jay uh, Jay Gruden came out and said that the quarterback position is still going to be up for grabs. So essentially, this was one to actually get a second quarterback on the roster because the guy that finished the season last year, Josh Johnson, is actually a free agent right now. So really, all they had was Colt McCoy, who was also coming off of a broken fibula mm-hmm. that I think he got while playing against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I remember that. So, I remember back-to-back weeks like the Cow- uh, the Redskins went through some serious injuries. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like it's it's not a given that, Colt, uh, that Colt's going to get the job. It's not a given that Case is going to get the job. And they get a quarterback on the roster on the relative cheap yeah. that they can spend the rest of the cash on on other positions. Absolutely, absolutely, you, you have to make that deal. Yeah, man, it's just a it's a middle of the pack quarterback between both Cole McCoy and Case Keenum. They're not going to do anything great this year. They're not going to win a division. Where are they in the draft this year? Who the Redskins? Yeah, I, I think um, they're fairly high up there, aren't they? I think so. They have a bad because um, I mean draft. if. If they were going to take a quarterback, they probably would not have made this move. Like they might have taken Drew Locke or, or, um, or I think there's a, a kid out of uh, Duke. I, I I forget his name, but they would have they would have taken a quarterback in the draft. So I think I think this is a great move. I think it makes sense. I'm not saying that they're going to win the division, but let's let's actually see what happens when they get their rookie running back. Uh, you know, back healthy, see what happens, and they actually get some pass catches around Case or, or Cole. But let's see. Yeah, they're at a pick 15 um, in the NFL draft, so right in the middle. And mm-hmm. um, let's just to go show you, they're going to need another pass next year and this year. So yeah. it is what it is, man. We'll see. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Uh, I think uh, at the end of the day, um, it's, a, it's a trade we have to talk about, but it's not going to really cost me anything. Who do you think wins the division, by the way? What, the NFC East? Yeah. Oh God, Philly. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. They have a lot of holes now too because Michael Bennett's gone and Golden Tate's a free agent, and you know we all know what everyone's going to say about Carson Wentz. It, it could go Philly or it could go Dallas. I'm kind of going Philadelphia's going to win the division. Yeah, it's going to be up to Philadelphia and Dallas somewhere somewhere right. in that. So, um, so. <clears throat> the notable cuts and franchise tag snubs. What are you thinking is the the biggest in regards to both those uh, topics? The Giants with Landon Collins, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like why why cut a guy or not franchise tag him when there was a deal allegedly to be made last year when you could have got a first round pick? Mm-hmm. Like why why do that? And then on the heels of cutting him, you were in the market of signing. Uh, Eric Weddle from from Baltimore that was yeah. just cut that day. Yeah, he just ended up with uh, with the Rams, right? Yeah, yeah. Like great move by the Rams, by the way. Oh I no, think, no. I think, I think Eric Weddle. Uh, I'm a Patriots fan. I wish he was a Patriot, dude. You want somebody like Eric Weddle on your team? Great leader, um, absolutely amazing safety. You want somebody like that? Questionable in coverage, but everything else outweighs. <laughs> like I can live and die with blown coverage every now and then. Yeah. But um, no, I, I mean Landon Collins. Like if you, if you were just gonna cut him. Like and you had that idea at the beginning of the year, 
pull the pull the trigger on the trade, get a first round pick. Like, what what are we what are you what are we talking about here? Like, Gettleman is losing his friggin' mind. Gettleman being the general manager of the New York Giants. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know. That that's my biggest snub. Yeah. I don't I don't know what yours are, but I truthfully I, I mean at the end of the day I think Landon Collins is probably a, a guy that I would go with as well just because. I didn't see. I see this one bit. I thought they were gonna keep him, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, you got cut. You move on. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, he's a he's a free agent now, and hopefully, some pro, somebody will pick him up. But and like, what are what are the Giants doing? Like, not to sound like not to go off on a tangent about the Giants real quick, but you get rid of Landon Collins, you trade Olivier Vernon to Cleveland for a guard. Granted, you shore up their offensive line, but who's on defense now? Nobody. Like, Absolutely nobody. Like. The Giants are a dumpster fire. Like, my God. They got to fit, like, either – where are they in the draft? They're, they're like They're six. a top pick, they're six. Number, they're number six, and uh, from everything that everybody has projected in regards to mock drafts, he's going to uh, – I'm sorry, Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State's going to go ahead and be selected by the Giants at number six. Um, but they definitely have quite a bit to work out next year in regards to just the team in general. Right. They're, they're, if – if for some reason to play the what if game, if the Giants trade for Rosen, Dwayne falls to uh, Dwayne falls to thirteen for the Miami Dolphins. One, I'd be a happy camper. You would like him? It, oh, I don't know who's going to be under center in Miami. Like Tannehill is a, a, a potentially a, a roster cut to save salary cap or. You know, Tannehill's era at the end of the day is going to come to an end. Is the Tannehill era over now? I think so. In Miami? I think so. Like, he he only had, like, one good year, and by one good year, he didn't even finish the season off. Uh, uh, Matt Moore had to finish the last two games and then got his head taken off in, in Pittsburgh in that wild card game. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I thought I literally thought homeboy died. Homeboy yeah. being Matt Moore, I, I thought he was dead. So... Yeah, I think Tannehill's going to be a, a salary cap casualty, I'm pretty sure. And mm-hmm. we, we need a quarterback. Like, yeah. if New York takes Rosen in a trade, and hopefully you, they won't even have to fucking buy that high because where on the street is Rosen best case is a second or a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, you do that. I could see the Giants drafting someone on the defensive side of the football at – at what six seven? Yeah, they're at number six, and uh, I think they'll take Dwayne Haskins. I think that's right. going to be a good fit for those guys. You take a uh, established um, quarterback, you take him, and you draft him, and you kind of sit him behind Eli Manning for a year. Um, he learns under Eli, and hopefully, um, have a smooth transition, just kind of like how uh, the Chiefs did it with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. Right. I think if you if you if you go ahead and you stick Dwayne with. Odell and Saquon, I think you're vying for the NFC Championship. Uh, but then again, it's just my opinion, just being the homer I am from Ohio State. <laughs> I think Dwayne Haskins is pretty awesome. But well, for the guy that's not an Ohio State fan, that move to get Dwayne Haskins makes sense. Yeah. I think we've said that for almost three weeks now. Yeah, so. I think even you agree that Dwayne Haskins is a fairly decent oh, yeah. prospect, and I would take him over Kyler Murray truthfully at the end of the day. But he's got the goods. He's got the body size. He doesn't have a long he's got motion. The arm strength, throw it a fucking million miles. So I don't know, man. I think uh, I think the Giants should be smart and just take Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. You know. So and where are we at? We we at mailbag now. Yeah, let's hit the mailbag up, man. All right. So 
J underscore boots. Oh, two two weeks in a row. Back at us again. Mr. So Bootop. His question is: If Cam's shoulder surgery recovery becomes an issue, would you sit him for a year? Would it then be time to move on from him the next off season? Yeah, I think um, when it comes to shoulder injuries, man, and if it's not and if it's not done properly, and the actual healing process doesn't um work out the way you want it to work out, you gotta sit him down for a whole year, man. Um, I think what the what the Colts did with Andrew Luck, pushing him back too quickly, kind of you know, that set him back a year. Yeah, exactly, set him back a whole year. So I think you play it safe here because this is basically it for Cam Newton. You're going to find out if he's going to be the franchise quarterback for the next five to ten years or are you going to move on from him? So you sit him for a year, figure out exactly how bad the injury is, have him full strength, come back and try to perform to see if he's worth investing more time and money into. Mm-hmm. Because if, if not, then you move on. What's the point of being middle of the pack? I mean, I, ha- I hate teams that are middle of the pack all the time. There's no point of being middle of the pack. Um, you either are really good or you're really bad. So with, with Cam Newton, you you go ahead and sit him for a year if he's not healing properly, and you try to go ahead and figure out if he's going to be your franchise quarterback going forward. Right. No, I'm with you too, especially like it's hard to be air quote middle of the pack in the NFC South because that division is so so wide open with New Orleans and Atlanta and Tampa Bay improving their coaching staff. I think I'm with you too. You definitely have to if there's any question about Cam Newton. Sit him, yeah. Like sit him down, preserve his, at least another year with him. Who's like I, I know Ron Who's Rivera's. What's up? Who's your backup quarterback? I think Taylor Renicky. He he looked good. Yeah, 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 he's the guy that went into the Saints last year and beat the Saints, right? Right. Yeah, but yeah. it was kind of like the Saints were starting Bravo Company though. So yeah. in, in New Orleans defense, but yeah, you definitely have to sit him. I mean, I get I get it that Ron Rivera's job is now in question. Like people have been calling for his head for a long time now down in uh, Carolina. But I mean, yeah, I was shocked that he, they brought him back, man. Like right. he's one of those quarter. Uh, he's one of those coaches I thought was just gonna be. Right, he's a defensive coach in an offensive-minded mm-hmm. league. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, like I said, Cam Newton. There any question? Just, just sit him, get him ready for next year. Because then, if you don't have to go down the route of uh, of Andrew Luck, where there was a bunch of question marks, and then they spent a draft pick on on getting uh, Jacoby Brissett, and there's just so <laughs> Jacoby much. Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> but you know what? He did a really decent job. Mm-hmm. He could be he could be a starter in waiting. Like there's that's no shade against him. Um, the second question that's by the way J underscore boots good one by the way. Uh, the second question from Hercules twenty four twenty four. That's like three weeks in a row for our boy uh-huh. Freddie. Our right? boy Freddie. So besides our favorite team, what's the best and worst NFL jersey Ooh, of any era? Good question. Good question. So the best, um, in my personal opinion, besides the Patriots, Color Rush um, uniforms is going to be the 1980s Bears uniforms. Just the solid blue with the number two and the GSH on the side mm-hmm. of the sleeves. Um, I think that's an iconic football jersey you wear. Um, I, truthfully, if I had to be real about it, um, besides the Patriots, I'm a big fan of the Bears in general. Everything about the city with Mike Ditka and the Soldier Field and the Chicago deep dish pizza. Um, I love everything about it. So I think, uh, in my personal opinion, the uh, the Bears uniforms from back in the eighties were absolutely amazing. Um, additionally, with uh, the worst uniforms, I think the Buccaneers creamsicle uniforms. I hate. I absolutely hate everything about them. I hate the colors. I hate the logo. I don't know why 
they keep bringing him back, but just fucking go away with that shit. There's no point of that. You know what? All right, Hercules twenty four twenty four, aka Freddy, aka D Dub alum, as your you know fellow D Dub alum over here. I'm gonna go with my favorite jersey being the Houston Oilers throwback jersey. It was super simple. It was like powder blue. You had that oil rig logo on the mm-hmm. side of the helmet. Earl Campbell running through a a gaps, running people over in those powder blue jerseys. I'm all about that life. The worst for me. I'm going to give Tampa Bay a pass. Mm-hmm. I actually like those creamsicle jerseys. What? I'm going to go with the Bumblebee slash uh, yeah, Prison Stripe no, Pittsburgh bad. Steelers jerseys. Like my, my uh, former co-worker, uh, Joe, up at the, up at the uh, Merrimack Middle School, is a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, but I don't care. Those jerseys are atrocious. I can't tell if you're on a chain gang <laughs> or if you're trying to go back to the hive. I don't want anything to do with those jerseys. Those are my worst. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, yeah. No question. Solid choices right there. I got that. Now, leading to that, we've been talking about this in pre-production for about three weeks, Jay. Mm -hmm. What are the all-time teams for the Pro Football Radio podcast? Oh, in regards to the the hosts, what would if you had if you were GM and you could go back in time, who are you drafting to be in your team? It's very simple. You start with Tom Brady. Okay. <laughs> as your quarterback. Here you we go. Draft the greatest of all time. Hashtag your, here we go. I don't know why you're hating, but six of all rings right there, brother. Here we go. Um, you'll take Brady. I'll take Brady at quarterback. Um, I'll take uh, Walter Payton as running back. Um, I think that's a solid choice. Um, Mike Allstott at fullback, right? Yep. The, the thing with fullbacks is nobody else is really that great, right? Who else are you going to take? I can't right. Even, I it's can't like a think, forgotten position. I can't even think of a second fullbacks, okay? Um, who uh, I'll take Rice at wide receiver. I'll take Moss at wide receiver. There you go. Right, very great, uh, great tandem there. Rice can run the slot. Moss can run the outside down the field. Um, Gronk will be my will be my tight end. In regards to kickers, I'll take Adam Vinatieri. Um, can't go wrong with that Hall of Famer. And then two thousand Ravens as my defense. I'll take um Ed Reed and. Uh, What's the guy's name? Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. My God, Ray Lewis. Terrell sucks on that team, then? I don't think he was. I don't think he was, either. I don't think he was. But I'll take that team as a defense, and um, that's a a great team right there. Okay. All right. How about you, man? How about you, Mr. Puma? For the Puma all-time teams, quarterback, you got to have Dan Marino. Why is that? I mean, the guy. Like, when you say Brady or Joe Montana, then you can just easily move on from that. But when you say something stupid, like Dan Marino as your quarterback, who's never won a Super Bowl title, I have to ask why yeah, or, that. Yeah, or I could have said Jim Kelly, who went to four Super Bowls and lost. But the, the point being, Dan Marino had a hell of an arm. You want to talk about Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball a country mile? The guy could throw the ball deep. He got the ball out quick. No questions asked. Dan Marino is my quarterback. That Honestly, that was a toss-up between Marino or Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly was insane as well, too. So... I'm, I'm Have you with heard of quarterbacks like Peyton Manning, yep. um, Tom Brady, yep. um, Joe Montana, um, Brett Favre? Yep. Um, Let's see. Brett Favre, Brett Favre, too many picks. Peyton Manning, a little bit of a noodle arm. Tom Brady, early in his career, could throw the ball down the field. Now he's Oh, my slam God. Out. Here we go. Just the unnecessary digging shot of my boy Tom I mean, Brady. You're taking shots at Dan Marino, so what are we talking about here? Oh Dan Marino's a Hall of Famer. Just That's all I'm saying. Dan Marino's my guy. Running back, I'm going to go 
Walter Payton with you as well, too. You, you, there's no way you can have an all-time team and not have Sweetness on there. Like, that, that how man... The, how did the name come about, Sweetness? It's just... Yeah. I don't know. Chicago lore, man. Is that a sweet man? I mean, he was a great guy. There's a reason why they have the Walter Payton Man of the Year award yeah. named after yeah. him. Yeah. So... Uh, Mike Allstott is also my fullback. I'm going different at wide receiver. Plot twist. I'm going Andre Reed, the pride and joy of Buffalo. The guy had no fear going across the middle. You want to talk about toe drag swag. Had incredible hands before OBJ was even a, like a thought with his pops. No. Andre Can you Reed. just say stuff to piss me off? Andre Reed? Have you seen Over? it? Have you seen any of his tape? No, I don't know. You should. Who he is. You should. I don't know. Who he is. Andre Reed, man, dude, no fear. Can I ask the question. Do you look both ways before you cross my nose? Maybe. <laughs> but no, honestly, I didn't think of Andre Reed just to piss you off. Andre Reed, one, is a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Two was my wide receiver as a kid growing up. And three, look at the tape. The guy had no fear going across the middle. Incredible hands. Built like a brick shithouse. Toe-drag toe swag. He could make any catch you needed him to make. And in that comeback win against uh, the Houston Oilers in Buffalo to get them to the Super Bowl, when Frank Reich, when they were down like a million points to three, he got three of those touchdowns. Andre Reed is the man. And then second wide receiver, Torrey Holt. Oh my God, Tory Holt! Argue with me. Oh my God, the guy—if oh he God. isn't a Hall of Famer—have you heard of like great if, wide receivers? Okay, so I could have went Marvin Harrison, Isaac Bruce. I can't. Uh, I, can't I can't. I can't. Brand Reggie Wayne. What are we talking about here? I go ahead. It's your list, man. Tory Holt, the ahead. greatest, the greatest show on turf. Like won a Super Bowl ring his rookie year. Same deal, could take the top off a of defense. He was one of the fat. He was the cheetah before Tyreek Hill was even in the league. Probably before he was even playing Pop Warner. So, Tor, uh, Torrey Holt, my second wide receiver. Tony Gonzalez is my tight end. Wow, you finally have a decent pick. Okay, we're gonna. You can watch tape after, but Torrey Holt and Andre Reid are solid picks at wide receiver. All right, go for it. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. Enough said. The guy's the guy's a Hall of Famer, uh, gamer, a tight end. It's a shame he didn't win a Super Bowl ring. Uh, kicker, plot twist. Mort Anderson, man. You got to go with Mort. He got like that one, like the one face mask bar. He was like the all-time points leader in the NFL, I think, until Vinatieri broke it either last year or the year before. You got to go Mort Anderson. And then defense, God, I was torn. Between either the '85 Bears and the '01 Buccaneers, I'm gonna go with the '01 Bucks just oh, good because. Choice. Good choice. Just because. Yeah. One, I saw them like they Mike Allstott's my guy, mm -hmm. so naturally you have to follow the Buccaneers. You have Warren Sapp, Simeon Rice, John Lynch, and uh, and and uh, Rondé Barber in the secondary. That was a solid defense, and that defense and that team probably should have won more Super Bowls besides the one they had with John Gruden. Yeah. If only. If, yeah. only Tony Dungy, if only Tony Dungy was still there, right? If only Tony Dungy did more on the offensive side of the ball, who knows? Yeah. It would have been more than one one ring. Why did Tony Dungy get fired? Or was he just um the they didn't win the they didn't want to win accounted for the longest time. Philadelphia was Tampa Bay's kryptonite mm. in in the playoffs. Every time they had the NFC Championship game there, they, they lost. Whether it was with Brad Johnson or Sean King as quarterback. 
They just couldn't get over the hump until 2000, uh, 2002. Oh, I'm sorry. 2002 Buccaneers is what I meant. Not 2001 because the Patriots won the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, they did. Go Patriots. So, <laughs> O2 Buccaneers. That's my defense. That's not bad, man. Those are good, good questions. You got any more questions or no? Uh, that's it. That's it question-wise this week. All so. right. I think we have a special guest today. Um, we have your uh, significant other, Tara Evans. Um, joining the podcast. Um, if Tara would uh, bring herself into the room, that'd be wonderful. Um, welcome to the show, Tara Evans. Thank you. <laughs> I heard you have a question for us. I do. What's the question? So, for each of you, if you could pick one person in the NFL League, alive or dead, who would you bring to dinner with us tonight? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Who? would we bring to dinner with us tonight? Great, great question, Miss Evans. <laughs> I'm going to go with Vince Lombardi, only because I saw I saw the HBO special on him. Uh, it Man, homeboy could knock those drinks back. Yo, I feel like a drunk Vince Lombardi would be a good time. For, be- for better or for worse. I feel like anybody from the 60s drunk would be a good time. There's like no filter in the 60s. You know what I'm saying? There's That's no, what I'm saying. There's no holding it back like we do nowadays. It's just say whatever you want to say. There you go. <laughs> Grandpa Lombardi saying Vince some Lombardi. fucking shit. <laughs> Let's go, Vince. Let's go. First round's on me, homeboy. Yeah. Um, For me, man, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, probably Tom Brady. At the end of the day, I'd love to meet Mr. Brady himself. Does it have to be one person? Can it be two? Can I bring Vince and one other? Can he? Can the guy have a plus one? You can have a plus one. Okay, so Vince is going to have a plus one, and Vince's plus one is going to be Dan Marino. Just because, one, he's he's a blue-collar guy from Pittsburgh. So imagine, imagine I'll, if you get. I'll repeat a, again. Do you look both ways before you cross my fucking nerves? Imagine if you get Dan Marino blitzed, and then, you know, we ask you about his extramarital affair. Dan Marino's always pissed, regardless when he's not even blessed. Like, hey, could you imagine? Hey, Dan Marino. Could you imagine him ruining our dinner tonight? Dan Marino is not gonna. Dan Marino's a good time. You hold your tongue, sir. You hold your tongue. So, who is Tom Brady's plus one? Uh, Giselle Bundchen. I would love to. Know. This <laughs> I would guy. love to talk to the both of them. This guy, psycho Brazilian. <laughs> want no, no part of that. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Or I would love to see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick sitting down, having a couple of drinks, and just seeing if there is that actual... You know, I don't think Tom Brady drinks, though. That might not be on the TB12 diet. Sure they, might, they don't make an avocado booze that he could drink. I'm sure they do, man. Uh, I looked at the liquor store today. <laughs> I looked at the liquor store, and I picked up you know, the Heart of Texas Tito's Handmade Vodka craft made out of Austin, Texas. No, I didn't see any avocado nonsense sitting out there. Wow. Well, regardless, uh, our first ever guest was Miss Tara Evans. Thank you for swinging by the podcast. Um, do we have anything else we want to get to? Or uh, I think that's it. I think yeah. we just got to get to the plugs. So Let's plug it up. The, so plug nineteen wise, million plugs here. So we here got we a go. million. We got a million now. So you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pro Football Radio Podcast. You can follow us on the Twitter at PFR Podcast. You can follow your hosts on Twitter. Brando underscore Puma and Jay Chima at Jay Chima. And Jay, besides SoundCloud, what else are we on for listening content-wise? So we're on SoundCloud, obviously, um, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and then Stitcher, uh, the four main platforms you can find our podcast on. 
additionally we're working to try to get on iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and iTunes. We're trying Sick. to we're trying to attack all fronts, man. Sick. And for those of you guys that have asked, speaking uh, of which, did you see that we have two um, listeners from Ireland? Like, which two poor souls in Ireland stumbled upon our podcast? Especially after this episode. Like, what are they doing with their sad lives? Hey, who knows, man? Hey, I mean, football's getting big in Europe. They they keep going to England. You know, Ireland's right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to be getting some content pretty soon up on the YouTube. So stay tuned for updates in regards to that. Otherwise, Jay Chima, I don't have anything else for you. I want to discuss one last thing. Okay. Um, I had a pretty bad Friday night last night. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, a lot of things happened, but I want to give you a quick summary of what happened, right? Mm-hmm. I get off work. It's been a long day, right? You know, everything goes wrong at work. So you're like, you know what? Let me go and get some pizza. I go to the pizza shop. And uh, instead of getting a whole pizza, I get like two slices. I get a regular cheese pizza, my go-to, right? And I decide to get some crap pizza that was duped into getting, uh, which is called a sweet and sour Chinese pizza. Now, I don't know why they felt the need to enhance pizza by adding with Chinese food, but the guy behind the, con- uh, the, behind the counter kind of um, like was like, hey, it's the last slice. Why don't you go ahead and get it? I promise you it'll be great. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, all right, well, this guy seems like he's fairly... <laughs> Do you want to say anything? You look like you're so mad. But the guy seemed like he was like... He knew I, what he wish, about. I wish we had a fucking YouTube channel. Just to show my facial expression. Well, listen, the night gets worse. And I want to talk How about does it get worse? Well, I go home and I eat my spicy cheese pizza and my crap ass fucking Chinese pizza. And uh, I decide to start watch, uh, I, st- I decide to watch a show called Never, I'm sorry, Leaving Neverland. Have you heard about this or no? Well, Michael this, Jackson? It's this Michael Jackson oh, documentary Jesus that Christ. came out. And listen, I missed the whole boat on Michael Jackson because. How do you, hang on a sec, how did you miss the boat? On Michael Jackson. Because, listen, I was... Uh, 1988 uh, is when I was born. I right? was born in 88, too. Listen, I grew up in a very, um, I guess... Um, conservative household? Yeah, a household that's very, like, we don't... You know what I'm saying? Very conservative. So, I, I missed the whole boat. And around 2000, when I started listening to pop music and sync and Britney Spears and watching football, Michael Jackson was already over with, if that, if that makes sense. So, I didn't realize this kid was actually just, like, raping little kids, man. So, I decided to start watching this documentary... And it just makes <laughs> makes my night even worse, man. Like, oh, how, Jesus how did Christ. somebody let this happen back in the day? Like, who didn't know that he was out there raping little kids, man? Like, I don't understand how nobody stopped this. Like, every single... P- and then after the documentary, I started Googling Michael Jackson, and apparently he's really big. And, like, this... Apparently pic- he's really big. Dude, there's, like, there's, like, every other picture of him was some kid, right? Macaulay Culkin or this Wade Robinson kid that was on the fucking uh, documentary. And how did nobody look at Michael Jackson and say... Yo, like, this doesn't seem right. Like, how did nobody stop that, bro? Well, look at R. Kelly. That's all I'm going to say. That's another subject for a different day. How's that another subject for a different day? Let's look at all... You know what? Finish the fucking pizza story before I start going off on that. Well, listen, the main gist of it is, like, I feel like pizza should be regulated. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're Pizza in- should be... Re- <laughs> says the guy that had a fucking... Chuck E. Cheese conspiracy theory listen, pizza. I take my now- pizza. I take my pizza seriously, all right? At the end of the day... Okay. Obviously... Not serious enough if you get a Chinese food stuff on your fucking pizza. It like, looked great. Like, the presentation was amazing. There was, like, a little bit of sweet and sour chicken on there. There's some broccoli, some sesame seeds. You know I what? Like. I have no sympathy 
Listen, you didn't have to order the goddamn Chinese food pizza. You could, if you wanted Chinese. I was trying Chinese to be cultured. I was trying to branch out of my little like you know bubble of trying to eat cheese pizza all the time. Fucking get free cheese. Get a margarita pizza. Get get some get some other shit. There's some Listen, things. The bigger point is, um, they need to regulate pizza. They need to like not like make stupid concoctions like this. Like Hawaiian pizza. Who the fuck? What's the point of that? I'd rather have Hawaiian pizza than fucking Chinese food pizza. But still, I think pizza is good enough as it is with cheese and pepperoni. Maybe people in Hawaii want Hawaiian pizza. Pizza. Maybe they want that. Who knows? Um, okay, but either way, we you don't. You you're, don't just, you're just gonna alienate the the state of Hawaii. Yeah. What have what have they ever done for us? They do nothing. What have for they us. ever done for us? What has Hawaii done for the United one, States? One, one, they were pretty much illegally overtaken by the uh, the Dole Pineapple Company and overthrown the last what monarchy. What is this? What is this? Where is this coming from? In the United States. What's going on? Explain this. What do you mean? I'm just saying. They were illegally taken over. Look at your goddamn history, homeboy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't don't be casting any shade against Hawaii. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Regardless, the, the main gist is, man, um, just don't try sweet and sour. Um, well, pizza. one, I had no desire to try sweet and sour I'm, pizza. It's like a PSA. I'm trying to make sure you understand that it's crap pizza. Well, why would I'm, I'm go, yet again? I'm going back to and, and then also unless and, the guy at the pizza shop held the fucking gun to your head saying he was Eat so this convincing. He was like, oh yeah, he's trying this. It's a great pizza, and they love this last. They're slice. a salesman, like, like you know the bullshit. Come on. Well, he sold me what there's one. There's only one last slice left, and everybody bought it because it was so great. And I was like, oh dude, it makes perfect sense. Wow, <laughs> you're fucking. You are something else. You are something else. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, as my night wasn't bad enough, I went home and I watched that Leaving Neverland documentary. Dude, no lie, dude, that's some riveting stuff, man. It's um, I don't know if they have HBO, but if you watch that, dude, it's just fucked up. For that I don't night. have HBO, but I did watch the R. Kelly interview last that's night. That's next on my list. How was and that? You said I just the interview or the actual documentary? Well, like the interview. I didn't. I didn't, you okay? I didn't. I didn't watch Surviving R. Kelly, but what I will say is, you know, I'm gonna presume everyone is innocent until proven guilty, because that's where we live in the United States of America. I'm gonna presume that R. Kelly is innocent until proven guilty in the court of law. Marka. He he did beat previous cases in regards to this, but what I will say is, how did R. Kelly? Or someone in his entourage convince his lawyer to let R. Kelly go on national television and do this interview. Yeah, the guy's unhinged, man. It was insane. Yeah. Like he looked at he looked like me in fantasy football at times with like, y'all motherfuckers are killing me. Yeah. I'm fighting for my life, bro. Yeah, that's like bad. he said he said nonsense like that. And it's like how you were you were doing stuff of a guilty man. Like, I, how I, did they let you on national television? I felt uncomfortable watching that interview. I literally was like watching the interview, and I felt uncomfortable watching it in my own in my own living room. So I can only imagine how Gail King, the CBS reporter, felt in that in that situation. You know? Like, I think either his lawyer or his air quote crisis prevention person had to come in and talk him down. But like, the it just it looked bad. Yeah. Like he was better off not doing that interview. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and uh, and the whole Michael Jackson thing as well, man. Like I, I think uh, if you do watch it, it is it is pretty fucking brutal. Well, you know what? Like I'll say with MJ and what I'll say with R. Kelly in regards to the the teenagers going to the house. Granted, MJ beat those cases somehow. Oh my god! 
And if you watch his documentary, you see how he beat them. He beat them by, MJ beat them by manipulating his past abusers, Wade Robinson and uh, uh, Jimmy Shafechuck, to testify for him. Like, he... But he abused them, but then he was also he got he was so smart about this shit that he got into the families and said, "Hey, listen, you know he's a great guy." But Testify what I will say, all right. So MJ was tried twice. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and, twice. And yeah. so is and so is R. Kelly. Yeah. So what I will say for but, no, but hang think, on, I'm not done. Let like, me finish my in thought. In this country, with with the same amount of money, let, you let, can get. You can get let me finish my thought. Go for it. Is what I'm gonna say is after beating two cases. Who are these fucking parents that let these people? That's, that's awesome. Yep. That, yep. Who are these parents mm-hmm. that let these people a sleep overnight right. at a alleged pedophile's house, mm-hmm. or in the, the case of R. Kelly, you know, technically he was a pedophile. So yes, who lets them be associated with the pedophile overnight at the pedophile's house? Like, I'm not trying to do victim blaming here, but there are legitimate questions to ask of. Where were these parents? Dude, Who you, in their right mind? Like, am I going to say, hey, Marcus, this person, Michael Jackson, wants you to sleep over at Neverland House. I'm not going to fucking do that. Yeah. There's no there's no goddamn way I'm going to do that. Yeah. Absolutely not. Of course. No, dude, you watch these documentaries. I'm like, I never want to have kids ever. Like, how, how did this shit happen? How do parents get blinded by this shit, you know? So, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's really interesting into how, especially Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson um, documentary. You gotta watch it. It's high production value. HBO put a lot of money into it, and it's like a national conversation now. My God, man! Like, how do you let something like that happen? My bigger question is, how do we go from the plugs to child pornography, pedophilia, and rape? Well, how do we get there? It was about my it was about my shit Friday night where I had bad pizza. You went I thought, off I, listen, pizza. I, listen, I had bad pizza, and I was like, well, maybe I should watch this documentary. Maybe it'll take my mind off of bad pizza. Made me feel much worse than before about the bad pizza. I mean, like, what was that thing? Like, child abuse and child rape was going to be a good subject to watch? Regardless. And then I have a shit on call last night as well. So it's a fucking shitty Friday night, dude. I'm sorry. Do we have enough time to talk about weed in the NFL, or are we done? Um, we're like an hour and nine minutes in. Okay, so we're pretty much done. Yeah, we should do it next week. So we'll save weed for next week. So next week, teaser alert, the Jay Chima and Puma will be getting into the NFL drug testing policies, and some guy from the Dallas Cowboys that got suspended was caught on Instagram ranting and raving about how weed helps him calm down and do other things. So bigger subject coming up. Otherwise, one, oh, sorry, I'm going to there. Go ahead. Otherwise, you can follow us at PFR Podcast on Twitter, Pro Football Radio Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, uh, YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and tune in. Otherwise, thank you so much for the support. We love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening in. This is probably been our best week yet. We've had some fairly decent um, um, listens and some good numbers. So thank you. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Bye, Dios.